Grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. This is the text. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, why does God just not make life easier for us? Why doesn't he just make it easier on us? We are his baptized children, after all. Why can't God just pour down his blessings of wealth and health and happiness without end? Moses says, but the Lord's portion is his people. He encircles them. He cares for them. He keeps them. He keeps us, as Moses says, as the apple of God's eye. Granted, the Lord has blessed me, as you can see, with a great family and with food and a place to lay my head. But can he not really just dig deep? Give me a newer truck? Spare me some pain? Keep me young and healthy until he takes me home? Can't God just give me what I want? I am, after all, the apple of his eye. Can't he protect me from stubbing my toe, getting speeding tickets? making sure my bills are paid on time. Why can't just God listen to me and give me what I want? Most assuredly, I have said to God, telling him, giving him an earful, exactly what I want and how he can distribute his goodness to me. In the gospel lesson for today, we see the apple of God's eye, Jesus, led into the desert to be tempted by Satan. Jesus has just been baptized, anointed by the Holy Spirit, and the Father says, as Jesus comes up out of the water, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Here is the apple of the Father's eye, His sinless Son, whom the Father has sent to save His people. And God leads His Son into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. You would think that the Father would go easy on His Son, He has just announced his pleasure with him. And Jesus has come to perfectly serve the Father's will, to save the nation of Israel. But the Spirit leads him into the desert for a specific purpose, to be tempted by the devil. Why? Why can't God just go easy on his son? Because everyone else that God has chosen has failed. God's first man, Adam, was given a garden paradise by God. And Adam decided to go with the suggestion of a reprehensible reptile to eat some prohibited produce. God couldn't have made it any easier for Adam, any better. God says, here is paradise. I have made a helper suitable for you. Just don't eat of that tree in the midst of the garden, the knowledge of good and evil. For if you do, you will die. God was both good to Adam and clear with Adam. And Adam failed. God then chooses for himself a people that were not a people, the Israelites. He draws them out of the land of slavery. He brings them through dry ground, through the water of the Red Sea, saves them from Pharaoh and his chariots and certain death. Then he leads them by a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. God takes them by the hand and leads them to the edge of the promised land. And what do God's people do? They make golden calves. They worship other gods. They reject the God who saved them, and thus they wander in the desert for 40 years until the desert claims their lives and they die. So now Jesus is led into the desert, God's chosen one, the second Adam, the one who comes to live vicariously for the nation of Israel, to stand in its place and repeat its history. 
But this time, if the apple of God's eye fails, if Jesus fails, we all die. God's first man, Adam, was tested in paradise by Satan, and he lost horribly. And he brought sin and death into the world. And now a second Adam, Jesus, goes into the wilderness and goes up against Satan. Jesus is hungry after 40 days and 40 nights with little to eat. So Satan says to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. How many times have I given in to my own craven physical nature? How often has my own flesh led me away from God? My own sinful flesh certainly would have given in to the devil that day if I was in Jesus' place, selling my soul for a loaf of bread. But Jesus stands firm, rejecting the wiles of the devil while quoting scripture saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the devil tries a different tact and takes Jesus to a high point of the temple saying, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. How many times have I doubted that God loves me? Asked for a sign, asked for ease of life, asked for the test to end or bargained with God. But Jesus again answers with the word, you shall not put your Lord, your God, to the test. The devil then takes Jesus to a high mountain and shows him the kingdoms of the world and their glory and says, all of these I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. The devil says to God himself, worship me and I will make you God. It is that same old temptation from the garden. When you eat of it, you will be like God. Worship me, the devil says to Jesus. The devil offers the same thing to us, our sinful flesh. We want to be our own gods, to do our own thing, to go our own way. As the scripture says, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but that way leads unto death. So Jesus says to the devil, be gone, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. And there in the desert is Jesus victorious over Satan. Where Adam failed, where Israel failed, where I fail, Jesus wins for our sake. Why does God not go easy on us? Why always the test? Because in a heartbeat, we would walk away from God for a loaf of bread, for ease of life, for an earthly kingdom. Like Adam, like Israel, we cannot be trusted to hold on to God for our salvation. We would much sooner be our own gods than trust the God of creation. So the God of creation took salvation out of our hands, totally, and put it into the hands of the one who had his hands pinned to the cross in our place and for our sake. Jesus walked through the desert, walked among us, walked as a man, lived under the law, walked carrying his cross, walked the path of death to die for our sins and to give us full forgiveness on that cross. He paid it all and rose from the dead to give us the promise of everlasting life. Why can't God just make it easy? When it comes to salvation, he did. Jesus did it all. Everything necessary for salvation is given us in the work of God's Son. So come what may, feast or famine, trial or tribulation, pain or sickness or death, God holds you in the faith, in his hands unto life everlasting. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one can snatch them out of my hand. Dear friends, the devil, the world, even your own sinful flesh cannot take you from the hand of God. He will hold you fast 
until he comes again to bring you home. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. Thank you.